You have located Geekfest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Come on, shape it up, you guys. Hey, 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 that's no battle hot shot they're just sitting there probably a freighter tanker refueling but there was a lot of firing earlier hey i tell you luke the rebellion's a long way from here this planet big hunk of nothing i doubt if the emperor would even fight to save the system hey you watch it don't worry about it woman. everybody and welcome once again to Geekfest Rants. My name is Carlos Perón and today we are going to be discussing Star Wars deleted scene action figures. This is a topic that is very very specific to a certain not only line but somewhat sporadic figures that have come out in the in the past through Hasbro that seem to focus on certain deleted scenes from the original trilogy. These figures were offered in many different manners in terms of exclusives here or there, that sort of thing, or just general figures. But there's quite enough of them to be a substantial addition when it comes to your particular focus collecting. And mine, you know, as I've mentioned so many times in the past, has so many rules of what kind of figures I want to collect that one of these subsets is deleted scenes. So we are going to look at primarily Star Wars and Return of the Jedi. Because believe it or not, they're not a lot of, if any, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back uh, deleted scene figures uh, that they manufactured. So let's get started with our deleted scene figures. You can collect them all. You! Batteries not included. Get those wonderful toys. Details on specially marked packages at participating stores. Is that the six million dollar man's boss? It's Oscar Goldman. Why do you have that? That's worth a lot of money. That's much more valuable than Steve Austin. Action figures each sold separately. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Some assembly required. All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case. All right, we are back with Star Wars action figures today, and specifically the subject we're going to be covering is deleted scene figures. Figures that have been made either on purpose to depict a deleted scene from the original trilogy, or figures that are not necessarily part of a deleted scene wave, but nonetheless are figures that were never seen in the screen. From characters or representations or costumes or scenes or that sort of thing. It'll make a lot more sense once we're in it. Well, let me give you the first example. Luke Skywalker, Tatooine. Once Hasbro back then would have been Kenner, because when 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 they relaunched the line of Star Wars figures, I mentioned this in the past, they started off with Kenner. It was Kenner that was involved in it again, and then they switched over to Hasbro as the companies kind of exchanged hands. And traditionally, this happens all the time. When figures are made, certain figures, you're going to see multiple versions of that figure. 
you're going to see many Darth Vader's, many Luke Skywalker's, many R2-D2, C-3PO's, Chewbacca, you name it. You know, the key characters are usually the ones that they um, continually remake. In, in whatever line you're talking about, whatever size, whatever you know, line, you know, it doesn't really matter. You're going to be like, oh, another Darth Vader? Oh, another Luke Skywalker? Whatever. This is one that was put out in 1999, a version of Luke Skywalker. It was part of the Power of the Force line. Now, this is the Power of the Force line, I think sometimes referred to as Power of the Force 2, because if you remember, Power of the Force was the the brand, the way that they had branded that last Kenner line that was supposed to go into all the other films together instead of one film at a time that after the, the last 17 and never really got anywhere. Well, this was one of those new lines. It was a green card back with a picture of Vader in the corner, and it had Luke from Tatooine, and he's holding his long, long rifle. He's got a pair of macro binoculars, and he's got this floppy hat. And this is where we're going with this. <laughs> the floppy hat is something that never made it to the film in terms of it being in the final cut. However, the floppy hat makes it to a number of very, very fan-favorite scenes uh, that were deleted from the film. And these were the scenes where he's looking up in the, uh, in the sky, he's working on a moisture evaporator, he's got a little Tretwell droid near him, and he's looking up in the sky, he's wearing his floppy hat, and he sees that there's something happening up, you know, up in space. And then he takes his landspeeder over to Tashi Station to hang out with his friends. And once he's inside, his friends are there, but he also notices Biggs is there. So they all go back outside and they all look up and they all see the same thing. Just a couple of little dots up there in the sky. And that scene is then kind of followed by the scene where Luke and Biggs have their chat about what Biggs has been doing and what Luke wants to do but can't, you know, that, 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 those three sequences. Now, those three sequences were cut from the film, as we all know, but we got to see the, the sequences sometime in the 90s, I believe there was a CD-ROM put out having to do with, like, the encyclopedia of Star Wars, you know, all the facts of Star Wars in CD-ROM form. This is went back when CD-ROMs were an optimum uh, manner of being able to publish information in, in high capacity in a new format that really didn't go anywhere after a while. But anyway, what that package uh, included in its files was these deleted scenes, which was like mind-blowing because up to this point, you know, all the different versions of Star Wars that have been put out did not have those famous deleted scenes. Uh, Lucas was sitting on those scenes for a very long time, didn't want to put them out there. We've seen tons of photographs. Oh my God. And we've seen a comic book version of some of those scenes and the radio drama portraying those scenes and a couple of more scenes. So I know that, that we had this thing going on for a while with many fans that it was like a delusional Mandela effect that some people claim that they've seen those scenes in the movies. I know somebody who claims that they, they're pretty sure they saw it in the movies and it's like, no, that was never released. Your mind is playing a trick on you <laughs> between all those other sources and you've seen the movie so many times that you kind of rebuild that scene. Well, like I said, back in the 90s, those scenes were finally available in CD-ROM form. Very small, tiny, low quality, super low quality. But later, I don't know, 10 years ago, I think it was, or, or maybe a little less than that, when Star Wars finally came to DVD or Blu-ray or one of those two formats, they finally included all the deleted scenes so you could watch them at home in a, in a comfortable manner, you know, in a, in a nice big format. But anyway, this is a figure that you could kind of say, well, it's a deleted scene figure. However, there's a catch. This figure was released in 1999, which is the same year, I believe, that Phantom Menace came out. So they're kind of promoting Phantom Menace at the same time. And the way that they do it is many figures come with some form of a gimmick. You get your figure, but you also get either a piece of another figure that you could kind of build when you buy enough figures, a coin, a little tiny uh, holographic figure that comes along with it, or in this particular case, 
what they called a flashback photo. And what this had was a little rectangular photo of Luke. And if you pull on a tab underneath, it changes to Anakin. So it's supposed to kind of, you know, link you to the upcoming uh, prequel that, that they're, they're trying to cross-promote at the same time. It was a quickie little gimmick, just like when the prequels came out, they had those comm chips that they were hoping that you could collect enough comm chips and now the figures could talk to each other with, a, with another device. But anyway, my point is that this was not promoted in any shape or form, even with photographs, as a deleted scene figure. And that is why I'm not using <laughs> this figure as the example, but it's important to know that this figure came out years before the one that I do use as the one for the deleted scene. However, come 2006, I believe, let me look at the card here, 2006, Hasbro. Hasbro, again, company changes names, company now has its, its current name, Hasbro puts out Another Luke Skywalker figure, and it's part of the Saga Collection, which is a, um, a particular packaging manner of, of putting these figures together where they use a nice big picture in the back, but more importantly, they use the racetrack Star Wars logo in the card. It is not exactly a traditional looking Star Wars card back. You know, it's not meant to look exactly like the original Star Wars card backs. It's a, kind of like a combination of the two. But this particular one has Luke, very similar to this Luke. It's a little more modern, so they re-sculpted him a little bit. They, they've done so many Lukes, you just could not keep track of how many they've done. But this one also comes with a poncho, and with the glasses, and with the hat. The floppy Gilligan hat, some people call it. It also has a couple of extra accessories, including a chest with supplies, what appears to be some supplies or something, and the lightsaber that can go in the chest. So this is supposed to be the chest that Obi-Wan opens up and pulls the lightsaber out of. Now you can remove the poncho, you can remove the hat. It comes with an exclusive hologram figure. Remember I was just mentioning that. It's a little tiny red figure of a, looks like a rebel blockade runner soldier. And what's important here, which is why I made it the first one of this series and not the other one. Ironically enough, my son I think actually had the other one and I believe we opened the other one just so he could have it as a figure, but the reason why I selected this one is because, number one, he has the poncho. Now, I know the poncho is not part of the deleted scenes, but the poncho is a little rare in terms of how it shows up in the movie. So, it, to me, it gave it a little extra vintage-ness, I guess, if you want to call it. He comes with microbinoculars also. And the floppy hat. The floppy hat is the key here. The floppy hat is what designates him a deleted scene character. But you might say, so, well, wait a minute, why don't you just use the other one? The other one had the floppy hat first seven years earlier. That's true. And normally you could say, yeah, I'm going to do that. I could use that. And, and I, don't, I wouldn't blame anybody else for using it. But the reason I selected this particular one is that the card back itself, in the background, it has a picture of the moisture evaporator, which looks to me a lot like that scene that's been cut out of the film, where he was just fixing the evaporator and then he sees the battle he looks up in the sky the evaporator is right behind him he interacts with the droid and then he takes off furthermore in the back when they have like an additional picture which sometimes they do this one has an additional picture of him with the floppy hand with the binoculars looking up in the sky so that to me is definitely 100% acknowledgement even though it is not listed as deleted scene anywhere in the card the fact that they include those two pictures to me tells me this is officially them saying oh yeah this is a deleted scene because you're looking at that photo and you're like well, this wasn't in the movie and you're looking in the front and you're like yeah well there's an evaporator there but it's just kind of like weird how it's just sitting there it's almost like luke is standing in front of an evaporator with a floppy hat <laughs> so anyway that's how we reach this being uh, the first one of this particular subgenre, you know, again, the way that I collect, I have to create these conditions, these, um, these standards for what figure falls under that category. So this is be my first one. Next up, Biggs Darklighter. Now, once again, this is a figure where in the packaging, there is no mention of a deleted scene. The figure comes with a coin and it says Tashi Station. 
The back of the card talks about the figure. That's fine. The description of who he is, what he does. You know, we did see him in the movie. At the end, he's one of the rebel pilots and that Luke meets up with. But there was this scene, as I mentioned before, where he meets up with him in Tatooine. Very important scene. Hard to say if it's worth keeping. It does kind of slow down the, the pace of the film a little bit if you were to insert those scenes, especially that one. But again, for fanboys like myself, it is, uh, it, is, uh, it is gold. You know, it is so good to have so much extra information. Now, this figure came out in 2007. So it only came out a year after the other one. So that's kind of neat. In a way, you can say that they were testing the waters with the Luke and you could even say they tested the waters even earlier and back in 1999, but it didn't seem like they were going to go crazy with deleted scene figures at the time. They were testing kind of the waters. This is a figure that comes with a black cloth cape. He's holding a pistol, which we never saw in the movie, but his uniform or his clothing are very accurate to what we saw in the film, in the deleted scenes of the film. Very good, very, very good, good figure. The card back... I believe it's part of the 30th anniversary style card back, similar to the ones that the Macquarie collection, the Macquarie concept collection had, that, that, that kind of sideways Star Wars thing. You know, they, they, they always try to kind of redesign the card back in some shape or form. And, it's, and the card back itself is cut in certain angles that are very unusual. But what's cool is that the art that they use in the front is a artist rendition of Biggs could have been something that they copied from a photograph. I'm not sure if they didn't. It is a great piece of art that they did as far as I'm concerned because I'm very fond of this kind of art. This this pencil brush uh, drawn kind of art that, that they, they used for this particular one. Like I mentioned, he does have a coin. That's the gimmick of the time. That's the gimmick of the entire um, Macquarie collection of that 30th anniversary. He had some gold coins and silver coins. This one is a gold coin, I believe. Yeah, gold coin. Now, here's what's interesting in the back. Other than the description of him, you have a similar picture of Biggs holding Luke's microbinoculars looking up in the sky. So that there alone, I mean, the fact that the figure exists, it's a deleted scene figure. You could say, well, it's just what he would have looked like if we would have seen him. Well, it's exactly what he looks like <laughs> if we would have seen him if you look at the deleted scene. But again, once you acknowledge a deleted scene, whether verbally or, or written, you know, as a description in the paragraph of, of the character, or you actually use a photograph of a deleted scene, then you're in a deleted scene. <laughs> it's no two ways around, about it. But yeah, in the back, there he is, Biggs looking up in the sky through the binoculars. Again, they did a great job with this figure. You could not ask for anything more. There is another version of Biggs, I believe, floating around, which is the Biggs in an X-Wing outfit. But that's okay, because that is in the movie. He was there, so he's not. He, I don't have him as part of that collection, because to me, I'm only, in this particular case, focusing on the deleted scenes. But Biggs is a, a very important one. The next one is very close to Biggs, and it's a two-pack. I'm looking at a two-pack here of Cami and Fixer. Okay, who's Cami and Fixer? Cami and Fixer are the other two friends that Luke encounters at Tashi Station. If you see the scene, he first encounters them and then notices Biggs is in the back. He didn't know that Biggs had returned from his academy training or whatever. But the first two people that he interacts with, and he interacts with them again, they all go outside, look up in the sky, tell him he's full of crap, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, is Cammy and Fixer. Now, Cammy and Fixer are supposed to be kind of like a couple. They're a couple. Now, the packaging for this is unusual when you compare them to the other packaging, because it's a two-pack. Not only is it a two-pack, but it includes a comic book in the back, inside the, the bubble. The reason for it is that the comic book is supposed to be part of the expanded universe. So it's connected to a specific comic book. So it's called a comic pack. And they've had comic packs before. I own a couple of them, uh, which are the original figures, but repainted as if they came out of a comic book. So that's a, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that a while back, and this particular one is from 2010 or 2009, anyway, one of those two years. Now with the comic, which I haven't opened, but I was able to go online and look at somebody who had opened the comic. This particular 
issue goes into a little bit of the background of the events that they talk about a little bit of what this, these kids used to do, you know, hang out and, and, and do these fun things, let's say, and the relationship between the these four friends. And it does then go into specifically the deleted scene, Luke reuniting with Biggs and, and the other two friends teasing him and this and that. So there is a little bit of that in here. So, hell, this is a real, real deleted scene-centric <laughs> item. I mean, it could not get any more deleted scene than this. Cammy does have a little, like a little dog type of thing she's holding, which, eh, whatever. And Fixer has a gun, a blaster, in the back of the card. Because from what I understand, this came in two different ways. This came as a carded figure comic book, but I've been seeing that there's some versions that it comes inside a box. And I don't actually honestly remember if that's how I had it. And then I opened it so I could remove the package so I could hang it. Or if only had this version of it, the, the carded version. Because I got these after the fact, I don't remember, honestly, which version I had. It is possible that I might have the box somewhere and inside another box somewhere. But again, for display purposes, it's easier to display the card. Now, in the back of the card, it says, Fixer and Cammy meet their friend Luke Skywalker and Big Starklighter at Tashi Station to work on their T-16 Skyhopper. As they make plans to go swooping through Beggar's Canyon to Bullseye Womp Rats, they share their dream of leaving behind the remote desert planet of Tatooine to seek fame and glory as part of the Rebel Alliance. All right, that's interesting. I mean, you don't, again, you don't see the word deleted scene anywhere. Just so you know, Cammy's last name is Marstrap. And Fixer, it's Lay's Fixer Lonozone. Lonozner. Lonozner. That's a tough name to pronounce. So, again, they're not beating you over the head with it, but this is so obvious. <laughs> this is so obvious that this is what you're dealing with, that you really shouldn't have any confusion about it in terms of... These are definitely characters. The art in the background of the card is basically the cover of the uh, comic book. So you have a picture of Luke, the land speeders in the background. Luke's holding a uh, rifle-looking thing, and, and then you see a picture of uh, Biggs. But then those two front characters are up front, you know, the, the action figures. And there are these two little inserts. It could be art, but to me it looks, again, it looks that it could have been possibly done with a kind of like a Photoshop thing with, where you take a photo and convert it into art. The back is just a picture of the comic book and the action figures. Once again, this is important. This is definitely uh, something that easily falls on the rules of deleted scenes. Now, what makes this a very special scene... <laughs> Again, spoiler alert, if you guys watch uh, Book of Boba Fett, they recently had an episode where some bad guys, kind of like pirates, gang members, something like that, they're in a bar, what looks like to be a bar, and they're roughing up some locals. And uh, Boba Fett appears, and he defends them and beats up the bad guys. The point here is that the location where this is taking place is Tatooine, and when they went inside, when they show you inside that bar, that hangout-looking place, I'm looking at it and I'm going, that looks a lot, a lot like the deleted scene, you know, the Tashi Station deleted scene. And all of a sudden, the bad guys are hassling a couple, and the couple looks a lot <laughs> like those two characters that I remember from the deleted scene. Granted, they're not, they're never going to be the same actors because the actors are way, way older, but the younger actors they used looked a lot like that too. And up until the end of the episode, I'm like, I got to check out the credits because they're not going to mention the location, but those two characters are way too too close. I mean, are, are they doing a nod? Are they doing a callback? Or are they going full hog here and saying, these are those characters? So I started looking at the cast of characters, you know, the actors. And all of a sudden, you see Cammy, but Marstrap, and you see Fixer, you know, Laz Fixer and his last. And I'm like, oh, man, they did it. They did it. They did a callback, a full-blown deleted scene acknowledgement. I mean, 
that's the thing that's that happens now is that if it's there, it's canon because it's part of the show. You know, is the, is the are we still dealing with television canon versus film canon? Well, hell, there it is. It's right there, and it's it's in your face. And it was excellent. It was just excellent the way they were able to duplicate it. I mean, it's a, it's a one room environment. It looks like they had a couple of tables here, or there, some kind of games in the back that people are playing, that sort of thing. But this is catnip. <laughs> for fanboys and i absolutely loved it that they were able to go that deep that uh, you know old school you know fanboy uh references uh with this show it made it just a million times so much better and the fact that those characters are still alive and i grant that you know this isn't uh, 30 years later this is kind of like after return of the jedi we all understand that i don't know how many years have passed i forget how much uh, Boba Fett, uh, the the Boba Fett show is supposed to be specifically that scene. How far in the future is it supposed to be taking place? I don't know. But the fact that those characters are still there and they still haven't gotten out, even after Return of the Jedi, those two guys have not gotten out yet. <laughs> you figure, you know, with the Empire disappearing, that would give them even more of an excuse to leave. But they know they haven't left. <laughs> but that's that's really cute. What we have next is. A number of figures that were released on two separate waves. This first wave came out in 2008. So it's a little before, you know, the ones uh, that I was just mentioning before. So they're kind of out of order. But I needed to kind of group them together because they're all really part of one big deleted scene. What I'm talking about here is Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was supposed to open with not just, you know, Vader visiting the Death Star, the new Death Star, but down in Tatooine, after the battle, you know, with Jabba, as our good guys are ready to depart, they encounter a sandstorm. There are a couple of exchanges that take place uh, having to do with that sandstorm, uh, where, you know, Luke goes one way and everybody else goes the other way. Uh, But that was actually the first scene that was filmed in Return of the Jedi, the sandstorm scene. And... The story goes that the footage just was not good enough. The quality of it wasn't good enough. You know, the the storm itself didn't come out right. So they completely decided to drop that scene, which really doesn't matter much in terms of the pacing of the story. It doesn't really add much. It's cool. I wouldn't say it's as cool as the Tatooine scenes that we talked about before. But it's just not something that, you know, added too much to the film so it was easier to lose. But in that process, they were all our lead characters, not totally dressed in new costumes, but altered costumes. So, for example, this first figure I'm going to talk about, like I said, it's 2008. It's part of the Star Wars Legacy Collection, another different type of card. You know, every couple of years, they change the cards, the style of the cards. This is a Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi. And what he has is a... uh, Kind of like a scarfy head covering type of rag thing that he's using because, again, they're in the middle of a crazy sandstorm, so they're kind of covering their faces. And he also has a pair of goggles he's holding. The figure comes with a fully extended lightsaber, a green lightsaber, and just the hilt lightsaber. You can, you know, you can alternate the two. The art in the front is not one of my favorite cards because it has a, a big, gigantic what I would say is a stormtrooper head as the, the main key art. And then a little insert of Luke. You can tell it's Luke. You can kind of tell he's doing a Return of the Jedi-ish kind of pose. Uh, the lightsaber is is kind of green. That's At least they got that right. But it's not 100% kosher. <laughs> you know, it's it's artsy, but it's depicting a different kind of art. It's it's almost like they chose a picture and they drew the art based on that picture, but then had him face a different direction, facing towards you instead of facing towards the side, which is that traditional Luke shot that we've seen in so many packages. Uh, it is part of a Build-A-Droid line, so it does have in the back uh, a leg of a droid that you could get. Uh, now in the back it says, Luke's strength with the Force has helped him save the lives of his friends from Jabba the Hutt to avoid a gruesome death in the Sarlacc pit uh, wrapped in a scarf to protect him from the blowing sand, he struggles through a tattooing sandstorm with his friends to reach the waiting Millennium Falcon. Okay, well, yeah, the Falcon, uh, to meet the Falcon and to meet the his X-Wing. And in theory, he's also 
meeting, I believe, a Y-Wing. Now, the Y-Wing is something that's really interesting. It's one of these behind-the-scenes, deleted scenes, weirdnesses, uh, strange events. In the film, when you see that mad painting of the ships next to each other, they only show you the Falcon and an X-Wing. But in the deleted scenes, part of what they're walking through is a partially built Y-Wing. Now, the reason they build a Y-Wing, if you think about it, it kind of sort of makes sense. Because what's happening here is Lando and Chewie arrive first on the Falcon. Then Luke arrives in an X-Wing. Then Leia arrives. So you couldn't have Leia sharing an X-Wing with Luke. So that means she has to come on a separate ship. However, once they got rid of this deleted scene, they figured they didn't need the Y-Wing. So... You don't see the Y-Wing, but it does create a continuity problem because if you think about it, well, how did she arrive? Was she kind of tucked next to Luke? But we do know that you cannot put two people on an X-Wing. So that doesn't make sense. And she definitely didn't go with Lando because those guys took off first. So are we to believe that in that mad painting that only shows you the Falcon and the uh, X-Wing? Oh, don't worry. Her Y-Wing is there. It's just that it's behind a rock somewhere. So you could say that. But I think it's more of an error. I think it's more of a a slight blooper that they made, a continuity error. Anyway, we're getting off track here. You go to the back of the figure, and like I said, you read that, but there is no mention of deleted scenes. The word deleted scene doesn't come up. The art is not a deleted scene art. In other words, the picture of Luke is not a picture from the deleted scene. The only way we know it's a deleted scene is because he's wearing something unusual. Fanboys know what he's wearing. And in the back, they do mention this sandstorm. Fanboys know what the sandstorm is. But it's a, uh, it's kind of like an unofficial you know, connection to that. Part of that line, you also have Chewbacca. Same line, the same legacy collection line. This is a Chewbacca that has, let me see... On the card, it it really doesn't look like anything different that you've seen before. And it's hard to see it when it's in the card because it's in the bubble and it's kind of hidden underneath. But his left leg is wrapped in a bandage. That's cool because that specifically tells you that it was after the battle. Remember, Chewbacca gets injured in that battle. But you don't really see much of it. That's when he falls down, I think, at some point. And he doesn't wrap himself in bandages, you know, to walk through the sandstorm. He doesn't really need that or want that. He doesn't even have a pair of goggles or anything. It's just kind of, you know, your usual naked Chewbacca (laughs) running around. The back of the card, just like the other one. Wounded during the battle to escape Jabba the Hutt at the Pit of Carcoon, Chewbacca quickly bandages his injured leg. He walks resolutely through one of Tatooine's sandstorms to reach the Millennium Falcon, where he can treat his wound in the ship's medical bay. Okay, that makes sense. So, very minimal in terms of what makes this figure look different. I guess the thought process was that they couldn't just, like skip anyone so they couldn't omit Chewbacca and hey hell all you got to do is is uh you know sculpt a leg with a bandage on it and now you got a new figure I'm pretty sure I'm going to assume they reused uh, Chewbacca the other thing is that none of these figures are covered in dust or they're covered in in sand paint or anything like that so nothing really makes them sandy if you will they do have the proper bandages or coverings but they didn't weather them specifically which i think they should have they should have actually weathered them a little bit to make them a little more authentic third figure in that particular line is han solo once again the card backs are exactly the same big stormtrooper head little bit of art in the front not from the sandstorm same thing with chewbacca i didn't mention before the picture of chewbacca is not from the sandstorm it's just him and it's kind of like a weird pose because he's kind of like flexing his muscles in front of you in front of the camera so i don't remember if that's an actual scene or maybe a promotional shot or something like that the han solo one is him holding one of the skiff pikes so it looks to me almost like a behind the scenes shot again They don't use the Sandstorm pictures at all, because I think the Sandstorm pictures were pretty bad. With Han, you have, uh, he has a blaster, he has a pair of goggles on his hand, and I guess you could remove them and put them on his head, just like with Luke, and he does have like a scarf around his neck, so that makes it different. No weathering, once again, no weathering. 
Let's see. With the help of his uh, friends, Han has freed himself from Jabba the Hutt and a grisly death in the Sarlacc pit. As he and his companions walk through the desert to the Millennium Falcon, they must fight their way through a fierce Tatooine sandstorm. There you go. There's your description of, of Han Solo. A little repetitive. No shock there. But once again, very, very straight, straight to the point. All right. Now we jump to 2012. This is the last or the oldest, I guess you could say, of these deleted scene figures that were put out. This is a completely new line. This is a completely different line. The line is supposed to resemble the original Kenner card. This is a Return of the Jedi Kenner card looking thing. It even has the Kenner logo in the bottom and the the name of the uh, character, just like the Kenner cards. It's labeled Princess Leia Sandstorm Outfit. Now, what's really cool about this card is the fact that it mimics that classic Kenner card style. I don't know if this was the first time they went fully, you know, mimicking the, the original style, but it is fantastic. The quality of the figures also, to me, look like they they kind of gone up a notch, too, in terms of how detailed they are being produced at this point. So let me talk about Leia. Leia is basically a... And again, I haven't been able to open... Uh, this package, but it looks to me like you have a slave Leia underneath a robe, a very big clothy robe, and then a separate, uh, I guess, a, a rubbery made cowl with a scarf around it. So you can kind of do a double uh, covering on her. She's holding a very long pike, which is a, a, a Jabba's palace weapon. And there's also a pair of goggles, very small, that fit her head different than the original two goggles we talked about earlier. The figure, right where the figure sits in the bubble, has a little, what could be a little sticker that says deleted scene Blu-ray figure. Blu-ray disc not included. So they're specifically mentioning the fact that there are some Blu-rays now out where you can see this scene. The art behind her now is completely different. No longer the Stormtrooper head. This is a... What looks like to me a hand-drawn or brush-drawn depiction of Leia in her uh, hood with the sandstorm in the background. You can actually see the color of the sandstorm, that, that yellow, pink, orangey you know, look behind her. Really, really cool looking. I don't know if this came from a frame, but it's fantastic. It is perfect as far as I'm concerned. I wish they would have done all the figures with this kind of art. The back is a little disappointing. It has no mention of her whatsoever. It has pictures of other figures that are available, including some other deleted scene figures. But the front is what really sells this card. All right, our final Sandstorm-related figure is Lando Calrissian. Just like Leia, he's part of this 2012 wave of vintage-looking Kenner cards. Just like Leia, he's got the Return of the Jedi logo, the racing stripes, the Kenner emblem in the bottom. The picture of him is cool because if you think about it, oh yeah, look at that. I'm looking at the Leia one too. They use a similar technique as the Leia one. In other words, they they use art. They use him in a cloak with the sandy background. You see pieces of the Falcon, I believe. You also see two other characters in the way, way, way background, which could be Luke and Han. It could be, I'm not sure. But uh, Lando is there. He's got his goggles slightly above his eyes, and he's holding what appears to be some kind of transmitter. And I do remember seeing somewhere in the deleted scene where he is holding this, this It's like I think it's like a, a rangefinder or something like that. I guess it's supposed to lead him to the Falcon because they can't see through the through the sand. His character, again, much more detailed, I think, than I ever seen before uh, for his particular figure. He appears to have uh, soft goods for a cloak and then a secondary uh, rubber made a hood and shoulder cloak covering. So it's kind of like Leia where it has a combination of the two. He has a a force pike, I guess, from from one of the uh, Jabba's goons. He's still wearing, you know, his underneath his Jabba 
henchman disguise. He's got the helmet off to the side. He's got the goggles off to the side. He's got a gun that he's holding, which I guess could be the gun that he was using on the Sawlack pit, and that little rangefinder. The bubble itself also has the deleted scene Blu-ray figure logo that Leia also had. And this is, again, it's a perfect match to the Leia figure. Speaking of the Leia figure, I'm just going to go back for it for a second because I just noticed that in the background, in the in the sandy, yellowy, kind of muddy background that they have there, you can kind of see R2-D2 there. And you see what could be Han talking to somebody. I'm not sure who. Maybe it's Leia. Maybe it's Luke. Who cares? At this point, it's so minimal. But yeah, this is an excellent looking card. This is exactly the kind of card that I like. You know, unfortunately, the back, just like Leia, they really didn't do much in the back. There's not much of the character being described. There's none of the character being described. No additional photos, nothing like that. They really, I'm going to assume they just could not find any suitable photos uh, to be able to use either for the front or for the back on these two very well-made Kennery-looking cards or even the previous ones uh, we talked about before. Right, the next figure in this wave, this Kenner vintage wave, is Luke Skywalker, lightsaber construction. Once again, we're dealing with a deleted scene uh, that we've seen. We've seen this scene uh, eventually. Uh, and this is Luke in one of these Tatooine caves, while C-3PO and R2-D2 are kind of outside, but I think actually... R2 is inside because what Luke is doing, he seems to be kind of finishing the construction of the lightsaber that he's using, the green lightsaber. And as soon as he's done with it, he ignites it, tries it on, and then he seems to, I guess, place it inside R2. The scene then has basically R2 coming out of that cave and him and C-3PO heading towards the palace. Uh, we don't see Luke again in the deleted scene. But at the same time, Vader, I think, is trying to communicate with Luke. And Luke is also, as he's putting the lightsaber together, he's kind of hearing Vader. So there seems to be that connection already, you know, flowing back and forth between them in the beginning of the movie. This is a deleted scene that, let me think, I don't think I ever saw this scene even as a bootleg or something like that. First time we saw it could have been during one of these celebrations where they were announcing the Blu-rays that were going to come. And that was like a bonus presentation that they said, and here we have a deleted scene for you guys. And oh my God, I remember everybody freaked the hell out because we've all heard about this scene. We read about this scene. Might have been in the comic book. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, there it is. Now, this particular figure, again, like before, nice art of Luke with a hood, and he's uh, holding a tool over the hilt of the lightsaber, like he's adjusting it. In the background, you see the cave entrance, and you see C-3PO way in the back, kind of waving towards towards us. It's a very uh, manufactured image, obviously. It's still the art artsy kind that I prefer. The figure itself, it's, it's kind of unusual in terms of, if you think of the Luke Skywalkers that they've made in the past, you know, for Return of the Jedi, these are not that different. It is possible, I'm looking at some pictures here, that the only main difference here is that this is a molded Luke that had what could be considered that outer covering uh, which is kind of like a, a partial robe that's tucked into his belt and goes around his shoulders, you know, in the front of him, as opposed to the Luke from the end of the movie that he is just wearing the shirt with the flap, the white flap. This is an earlier version where he has another layer. And I'm not talking about the, the full-blown robe. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the, the robe that comes with this figure also. This figure also comes with a full-blown robe that has a hood that you can attach to him. But he, still, underneath that, you know, you have these uh, this different kind of hard-molded built-in robe kind of thing going on. I don't know if I explain myself clearly. The accessories that come here is uh, a Jedi robe, like I said, the, the soft goods, an ignited lightsaber, an open lightsaber hilt, which is what he's working on, and a tool that he uses in order to work on that lightsaber. Plus, it also comes with a utility belt, which, again, I, I believe... I'm not entirely sure if you actually see it, but I guess this is where he's holding all these tools that he's working on. 
this is kind of like a lesser figure. I mean, the, it's an important deleted scene, don't get me wrong, but as far as Luke goes, I, I can't really tell you that you're getting much, much more than you've gotten before or you'll get afterwards. Again, it is possible that we might see other Lukes after this, you know, versions of Return of the Jedi Luke. You know, it happens all the time, but at least, you know, you are getting some accessories that you never had before because they do coincide with this deleted scene. The last two figures that are part of this deleted line is, yes, another traditional Kenner-looking card. Turn of the Jedi, Kenner in the bottom. This is Rebel Pilot, and in parentheses, Mon Calamari. Okay, this is a Mon Calamari pilot for Return of the Jedi. He appears uh, during the final battle at the end, the space battle around the Death Star 2, and it is a Mon Cal head and hands with a green pilot body. I believe the green pilot, again, I'm not entirely sure. I forget if the green pilot is part of the A or the B wing, but in the picture here, in the drawing, in the art, he is flying an A wing. So that could kind of give you a little bit of a hint. You see beyond his cockpit, an X-Wing flying. You see another another A-Wing. You see a couple more X-Wings here or there. Some explosions. You see the Death Star in the far, far end. And you see uh, Endor underneath the moon of Endor. Again, just like before, deleted scene Blu-ray figure. He doesn't have much accessories other than his helmet. But it's really cool because it's a Mon Cal helmet. And if you remember in the movie, the Mon Cal's have an unusual helmet that has to fit their unusual head. Great looking figure. I really don't know. I would have to compare if the body is the same body as an A-Wing pilot. And he also has a blaster. It's hard to see because it's tucked into one of his hands there. Again, very nice looking figure of one of these deleted scenes. And our final figure for this particular episode that we're going to look at, that I actually own, once again, we're still in the same line with the Kenner in the bottom, and the Return of the Jedi with the racing stripes on the top. This is Colonel Kraken. Any idea who that is? Uh, in parentheses, Millennium Falcon Crew. Okay. So, what you have here... Now, this is a little confusing, but let's see if we can figure this out. There's a deleted scene. <laughs> This is how we usually start every sentence here. There's a deleted scene in Return of the Jedi as part of the Endor space battle, just like the uh, Mon Cal pilot we mentioned before, where inside the Falcon, there were other rebel crew members other than just Lando and Neil Numb. There are a couple of, of rebels dressed in rebel gear uh, that are kind of running around there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think there's even an, another kind of Neom Num looking guy f running around there. Neom 10 or something like that. I forget his name. Something like that. Anyway. But this particular character, the footage that we have of him is of him operating one of the turret guns. Uh, there are pictures on the internet of two different actors operating the turret guns. One of them is Lieutenant Blount and the other one is Colonel Kraken. This is the one they made a figure of. One of these two. He is, I guess, the older of the two. He uh, seems to have a higher rank than the other lieutenant. Uh, he comes with a bizarre-looking gun thing. <laughs> as a matter of fact, one of these websites that I'm reading here describes it as huge gun thing. <laughs> it is a very unusually large gun. <laughs> Don't know if it's accurate in any shape or form. And he does have another regular rebel kind of blaster. Again, very good-looking figure, very well-detailed, a very original-looking face, as far as I'm concerned. Again, a deleted scene, Blu-ray figure, it's part of that line. What's a little weird is that the picture that they used, and the picture looks very picture-y, if you will. I would say uh, the Rebel Pilot Mon Cal, I would be a little difficult for me to decide whether it was a drawing or a picture. Again, remember, when, we're, when we were talking about all the uh, sand storm scene figures, it was definitely art. Even the Luke one is definitely art. But now with these two last figures, it almost feels like they're teetering into the, into the picture, into the photography side of decorating the card. What you see here is a 
a general head-on shot of this character. And in the background, you see the Millennium Falcon, the inside of the Falcon, as if he's standing in the Falcon. Now, I'll tell you what's a little strange. What's a little strange is that the picture that they use of this character doesn't exactly match some of the pictures that you might find on the internet of the actor that's credited as being Colonel Kraken. I mean, maybe the picture has been a little modified. His face looks a little too thin compared to these other pictures I'm seeing of somebody credited as Colonel Kraken. So it seems a little odd. I definitely get the feel that they were, they were using that character or trying to use that character. However, there's also pictures of this character uh, wearing a rebel helmet, an Endor helmet. Uh, he looks like he's wearing the same proper uniform underneath, but he does have a, an Endor helmet. Now, on the scene where he's shooting from the turret gun, he doesn't have the helmet on. And that does match the other Colonel Kraken that I've seen on the internet. But this particular Colonel Kraken, the one that has been put onto this card, looks a little different. Now, it could be that it's just an unusual photo or an unusual rendering, but who knows? I don't understand why there's a slight discrepancy in it. If you do a search for Colonel Kraken, there are going to be some photos you'll find of this actor holding that gigantic, bizarre-looking gun thing that we were just mentioning before. So at least we know that this wasn't just manufactured for the drawing, that there is actually a scene where he's holding such an unusually, bizarrely large gun. All right, so we have one more, believe it or not, kind of convoluted version of this. And I kind of mentioned a little bit before. There is a three-pilot set that... Hasbro put out in 1999 called the Rebel Pilots. What you get is three Rebel Pilots. In the background, you see some art of an X-Wing. Now, the three Rebel Pilots are Arvel Krind, <laughs> Wedge Antilles, and Ten Num. Here's what's interesting. Ten Num is basically a Neum Num head, but a body of a pilot, of a Rebel Pilot. He has specially designed headsets that are part of his helmet to fit his head and a mask over his face, kind of like an oxygen mask, let's say, that attaches to the controls on his chest, on his pilot electronics you know, device that gets attached to their chest. This is a figure that is kind of white, if you think about it. It's kind of white with gray, very light gray gloves. And what's interesting about this figure is that it's really a combination of two deleted scenes in Return of the Jedi. The two scenes are, number one, multiple rebel pilots fighting and talking as they're flying over Endor, similar to the Mon Cal figure that I mentioned a few minutes ago. In the film, they had a character just like this figure, except he was wearing a green outfit because he is a B-Wing pilot. Aha. And I believe he's flying a B-Wing instead of an A-Wing. The footage is out there, but they didn't necessarily make a figure out of him because technically this is the wrong color. If this would have been colored green, then you could say that's him, even though this is what they're referencing the figure. The figure references to a Sulliston pilot who's flying a B-Wing during the Battle of Endor. So they are referencing a character that is cut from the film, except he's wearing the wrong colors. Then the second character that kind of will confuse us is a rebel crew member of the Falcon, similar to Colonel Kraken, who is part of that crew of inside rebels that Lando is flying around with. And like Kraken and that other guy go and man the guns, we do have some deleted footage of him running kind of back and forth and trying to put out a fire with a little tiny, tiny fire extinguisher kind of thing. Now, this particular character, the outfit is a little more reminiscent of the Kraken kind of whitish outfit, kind of tan whitish outfit. It is definitely not a pilot outfit. But the head does not have the pilot, you know, additional attachments. 
he has more of a kind of like a Neom Numhead. And I actually looked because I figured, wow, they must have just reused this head, uh, you know, with different actors. But from what I've seen, from what I gather from all the so many books that I have, the actor that played the uh, pilot Tennum is the same actor that plays Neomnum. The other character was played by a completely different person. However, there were two heads made. They, they didn't just recycle the same head twice and add things to the ears. One head is the pilot head with the additional gear, helmeted, bizarre gear. And the other head is the, what you could call the naked head, except for the little, little cover over it. He's got like a little, like a little thing over his head. <laughs> like a little hat. Now, to make things even more confusing, during the pilot briefing in Return of the Jedi, you do see a Neom Num looking guy with pilot gear, except it's red. The action figures credit that as Neom Num, meaning he is a pilot and he is a fighter pilot. But for the mission, he strips off the fighter pilot uniform and puts on his other kind of red relax outfit that he's wearing next to Lando. So, yes, this I'm going to qualify as a deleted scene figure because even though it is not perfect, it seems to be a combination of the two, yet confusing because when they put it together, they got the wrong color, if it is supposed to be the pilot, or they got the wrong outfit, if it is supposed to be the crew member of the Falcon. Now, there are plenty, plenty more in theory, that they could make. I'll mention just a few. The Cantina, there were other Cantina patrons that were never finalized or put in the in the actual cut of the film. There's a cut scene where Han Solo is kind of flirting with a, with a woman. Of course, it's very minimal. I don't see why they would make her. There is a scene where this little guy is being chased by this very tall creature. Little guy could have been made... Again, it is very, very off, you know, very short, doesn't really make much sense. But I'll tell you, a perfect one that they could make is the original actor that was playing Jabba. You know, a human character. Now, even though it was explained to us that he wanted to replace the actor with some kind of creature, but it never worked. So the intent was never there theoretically, if you will, to use that actor as the final product of Jabba. In the comic book, they use another creature's likeness, which really, I don't know if you can kind of call it a deleted scene because it never made it to the film, so that's a kind of weird one. A lot of these other pilots we talked about, they could have they could have made them. Instead, there's a uh, there's a couple of women in um, Return of the Jedi. There's like at least three different women. They could have made them into pilots. There's other pilots, but no, they didn't make them. Empire seems to be the one that is lacking the most because about all the deleted scenes in Empire, there just is not a lot out there that was not used uh, as far as characters that don't don't show up somewhere else. There's extended scenes of Luke and Han and Leia and the droids and this and that. So it's not like those characters are completely removed. There's always going to be some background droids somewhere that might not have shown up somewhere else. You know, some combination of a different droid head with a droid body, you know, for especially R2 or R5 units, that sort of thing. But Return of the Jedi, you know, overall seems to be the one that has the most... Uh, when you think about it, that, that was produced. And a lot of it has to do with the sandstorm scene. And if you really, really, really go deep into Cantina production, I'm sure you'll be able to find some more creatures or patrons that got practically no screen time, that were kind of more background characters that were never manufactured. Now, for the prequels and the sequels, it's a whole other world. In reality, to tell you the truth, if I look around at my collection and at the possibility of produced figures based on deleted scenes, I would say I have a very difficult time trying to find any. Uh, you know, that's the type of stuff that I would try to get. And looking around, I don't think they went that far. 
I don't know if this was not considered a successful line, you know, to venture in, you know, kind of like they did the Macquarie lines and then they did these lines. Also, let's keep in mind that these lines were kind of scattered. You know, all these figures we just talked about, half of them are kind of part of the same year, but the majority of the other ones were in very small clusters years apart from each other. So I don't think it was a very well-coordinated effort, but it is nonetheless something they tried in, in spurts, if you will. But for the prequels and the sequels, I cannot really remember any characters, figures that would kind of fall under this. And even when I kind of try to watch the deleted scenes from these other films, I really cannot think of any major character or characters other than Padme's family from a deleted scene in Attack of the Clones where they go and visit her family and you meet her parents and her sister. I believe we might actually see them very briefly and I think a couple of nephews, uh, during the funeral scene of Padme in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, so maybe that, you could kind of say, disqualifies them as not making it into the film. It's very brief from what I remember, but the deleted scene was a pretty thorough, meaty, you know, scene with lots of lines between her and her family. But, again, this is yet another way of Focusing your collection into a very, very specific, narrow point, you know, of identifying very specific things that happened, or in this case, were deleted from the original Star Wars trilogy. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed today's topic. We went Star Wars again, action figure again. We kind of go down this rabbit hole every now and then. And it's funny because when I sit here and I look at my office and all my figures that are, you know, plastered on the wall here, it's clear to see that there's certain patterns, there's certain clusters that form about certain subcategories of my particular figure collecting method. And one of them is deleted scenes. As we mentioned before, just because what they produced seems to be more focused with the original trilogy, I gave you guys quite a number of examples. If you're interested in doing this on your own, collecting these particular figures on your own, they're probably still out there price-wise. They'll be kind of all over the place. But just with any collection that you decide to go forward with, my advice is always to define the rules. Come up with your rules, and then you can start buying and looking for them. Because being a completist is very difficult and very expensive, and it's also a time-consuming, room-consuming endeavor. So, in a way, I am glad that they didn't go too crazy. But at the same time, I do acknowledge that there are really not too many other avenues to explore with the original trilogy, or even with the prequel trilogy. There weren't as many... Uh, notable or important uh, scenes where you could say, oh yeah, this is an area where they should have made this or they should have made that with the original trilogy because it had more of a reputation of kind of like a holy grail that these things existed somewhere and they finally gave them to us. With the prequels, once these things were released on DVD, they included the deleted scenes right there for everybody to see right away. But for the original trilogy, it took us years and years and years to even acknowledge that these things existed and to be able to see them in some shape or form, and then finally to give them to us in the best possible quality available, you know, through Lucasfilm. But it was a bigger challenge and, and a bigger weight for the fans to be able to finally see these things and then to turn around and have Hasbro honor those scenes in a way with action figures. That is something that is excellent and I will always appreciate. But anyway, thanks guys for listening and we will see you soon here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye everybody. I didn't come back just to say goodbye. I shouldn't tell you this, but you're the only one I can trust. See, I may never come back and I just want someone to know. What are you talking about? I made some friends at the academy. When our frigate leaves for one of the central systems, we're gonna jump ship and join the Alliance. The Rebellion? What are you doing?
You got a mouth bigger than me to your I'm face. quiet, I'm quiet. Listen to how quiet I am, you can barely hear me. My friend has a friend on Bestine who might help us make contact. You're crazy, you could wander around forever trying to find them. I know it's a long shot, but if I don't find them, I'll do what I can on my own. It's what we always talked about, Luke. I'm not gonna wait around for the Empire to draft me into service. The rebellion is spreading, and I want to be on the side I believe in. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm stuck here. You'll get your chance to get off this rock. You're going to the Academy next term, aren't you? Not likely. I had to cancel my application. What for? My uncle needs me. Oh. No, I'm serious. The Sand people have been getting really crazy. They've even raided the outskirts of Anchorhead. Come on, Luke. Your uncle could hold off a whole colony of Sand people with one blaster. I know. But we've got almost enough evaporators to make the place pay off. I have to stay one more season. I can't leave him now. What good's all your uncle's work if the Empire takes it over? You know they've already started to nationalize commerce in the central systems? It won't be long before your uncle's just a tenant, slaving for the greater glory of the Empire. No, that's not gonna happen here. You said yourself the Empire won't even mess with this old rock. Things can change. I wish I was going. If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com, or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2022. <laughs>